0: Hi everyone, this is Peter Vantine at First Love Ministries. This week we'll be bringing you part two of Mark's message, God's Extreme Makeover. So let's get right to the message. Here's Mark. He passed by in front of Moses and proclaimed, Yahweh, Yahweh, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiveness wickedness rebellion and sin You know the greatest thing is that the glory of God that God is all that stuff all Powerful almighty and the amazing thing is is when he comes by though and reveals his glory to Moses He reveals his character Thank God That was his character Imagine if that God who's that great, that powerful, was like you or me. Yikes! (laughs) What if God's having a bad hair day? Woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Thank God that that God who's that great, what he primarily revealed to Moses was his character, which is gracious and compassionate slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. And so again, see this, and even as we behold Jesus in Hebrews chapter one, verse three, is that when we look at Jesus, we are looking at the glory of God. Look at this verse, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. And this is why in that text then he says that we are changed into the likeness of Jesus as we behold, contemplate, look at the life of Jesus. Because when we do that, we are looking at God's glory, his exact representation. And that's the character that Jesus exhibited every moment of every day. And this is the character he's trying to work in us. In fact, the other thing that blows my mind about the character of Jesus is that we have in 1st Peter 2:23 where he says although they hurled insults at him he did not retaliate although he suffered he made no threats instead he trusted himself to him who judges justly You know, the other unbelievable character transformation that God wants to do that's a serious makeover in us is that when we encounter another human being and they insult us, they threaten us, they hurt us, that we would be able to come back and do good to them, love them, bless them, pray for them. I'm telling you, that ain't normal either. I'm telling you, that is an extreme makeover God's trying to do right here in you and in me. But see, it's not only just the extreme makeover in our minds, and our passion, and our character, but the other thing that he wants to do is that he wants to make an extreme makeover of your skills. Have any of you guys ever seen this show, The Deadliest Catch? Man, these are these, these guys that go out in these boats and do crab fishing up in Alaska area, and it's like scary, man. But I'm telling you, when you watch the show, these captains, for every sentence, half of the words are bleeped. It's just constantly beep, beep, beep. You think their beep is their first language. But what hit me was that I'm thinking about, remember, remember Peter, he says, well, because it's you, Lord, I'll go out there and he does it, he comes back and like all of a sudden he realizes the glory of Jesus, doesn't he? Remember, he goes, oh my gosh, who are you? And he says, I'm a sinful man. He was terrified, and then Jesus says, don't worry about it, don't be afraid, and then he says, from now on, and then it hit me. Man, if Pete was like one of those dangerous catch captains, man, and I'm thinking if I was one of those guys, I would have been looking going, you've got some real work on your hands, Jesus. (laughs) This Pete dude, man, talk about renewing the mind, the heart, the character, yikes. But that is exactly what God wants to do. And just like that baptism that you saw, what Jesus is hoping that every one of us from that day forward, from that day forward, in our minds, we're hearing the Lord say, from now on. Whatever else your skill is, whatever it is, when you became his, from now on, you became a fisher of men. You became his extreme makeover project to make you into the likeness of his son. That's whose you are, and that's what your life is all about now. So he had to change the skill. Well, let's look at this summary of the skills, as it were, of Jesus. In Acts chapter 10, he says you know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. See, in this verse, I see three skill things that Jesus did. Not only did Jesus have the truth in his mind, the passion to love the Father and do what he said in his heart, the character of God and such a character that he could respond in a loving way to enemies, but he was busily doing three things. He was sharing the good news, he was doing good, and he was healing all those who were under the power of the devil. He did it because he's a disciple of Jesus, who's been made into the likeness of Jesus. And I hope that you would catch that every one of you, God is seeking to equip you with that message, that skill, that ability, so that every human being you're around, when you see that moment, you know how to help them cross over. You are the representation of Jesus to every person you're around. And do you have that skill? Are you equipped? Have you been made complete so that you can help somebody enter in? Dog, man, there's no greater joy on the planet than watching somebody cross over. But again, how many of us are just living to get by? Living that we became saved to think that all it is is about God doing a little this, just a little that, and you just get by. That somehow the Christian life is just spending all day trying not to sin, trying not to screw up. No, see, the second thing that Jesus did was that he did good. He did good. For most of us, at the end of the day, we go, "Praise God, I didn't do bad." But what he's after is, at the end of the day, we go, "Ooh, ooh." I did good this, I did good this, I did good this, I did good this. Jesus, look at all the cool good stuff we did today. And what a difference it made in the lives who are broken and ruined and devastated. Or what about those who you encounter who need healing? Do you feel equipped that you can pray for the sick? That you know how to listen to the Lord to pray for those who are brokenhearted and lead them through the healing of the heart and the emotion? See, you're his extreme makeover. There are people out there everywhere waiting for the bus (laughs) to be pulled away and you to be revealed in the likeness of Jesus to do what he did. Every day. God's doing an extreme makeover in you and in me. Well, let me finish with this. I want you to see one more verse Philippians 2 verse 13 it's the middle of a sentence but he said for it is God who works in you to will and to act or to work according to his good purpose now that word that gets translated good purpose in several the other translations as you see here in the English Standard Version the New King James they say for his good pleasure or in other words it's what really brings God joy Doing this because it brings him so much joy and so much pleasure to see you made over. Do you realize how much God is like going bing, bing, bing and running all around the place and like, ooh, 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 look what we've done, look what we've done, look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing, isn't this fun, isn't this fun, isn't this fun? That's what that means according to his good pleasure. That's why he's doing this. Not to get money, not to do anything else. It's just so that you and he and us together can get in on that bus pull away moment and go ooh la la. See, Jesus also said these other incredibly important words to me. In John chapter 15, 10 and 11, he said this, if you will obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and I've remained in his love. And I'm telling you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. See, it's not the fact that even God gets all fired up, but that Jesus wants us to become like him because he said, when I lived that life, I experienced full and complete joy and I want you to know that joy. See, the saddest thing about for so many of us is that we don't pursue joy hard enough, as C.S. Lewis said. We opt for this low-level Christianity that's just getting by, just doing a little dab, a little dab here until the end. Ah! (laughs) There's a ride to be had. There's no greater joy that you could ever, 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 ever know. Then cooperating in this process and becoming in his likeness in your mind and your passion and your character and in your skills, so that he gets joy, we get joy, and especially the lives we touch experience us and get joy. I mean, these guys are living in a whole nother world, but then it stirs up conversation between us to go, "Wow, God, what a stream makeover did you do in him that i don 't even have a clue about?" maybe it's that you pick up a book. Maybe you should pick up the Bible and actually hang out in a letter or something for a little bit of time. Maybe you just get still before the Lord ten minutes every day and just be in his presence to let him make you over. The bottom line is let's use this time to remember the investment he made and that we would make a greater investment of our own lives. See, the hard part, the hits, is that as much as God wants to do this, you and I have to participate. We have to cooperate. And maybe today you're a little bit aware of how much you've been kind of resisting that, maybe not even deliberately. But the cup reminds us is that for all those times we say, God, I don't want to change. I don't want to get involved in this or leave me alone or this is too hard. This reminds us that God's here to say, I forgive you. Let's get back on the wheel. Let's go back to work. What I'm hoping more than anything else out of this morning's message is that we would finally give ourselves wholeheartedly to this extreme makeover, not out of guilt, but out of gratitude. Out of gratitude. That he would do this much, have a heart like Ty Bennington's for us. I pray that this would be gratitude, that we can get back involved, get engaged, And know that this is how much God is willing to invest in your extreme makeover. And not just for us, but for all those families out there that need us to be that new house, to be Jesus for them. So to that end, Lord, we pray, just help us now to to do the little things, to engage in the extreme makeover, knowing, Lord, that you are good and all the time. Yeah. God bless you. Have the great rest of the day. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Just a reminder that we'll be bringing more segments from this message over the next few weeks. Mark will return with his regular weekly podcasts in September. If you'd like more information about First Love Ministries or would like to sign up for our weekly e-newsletter, you can visit us at firstlovedministries.org or you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Hope you have a great day. God bless.